Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I'm your host, Sarah Zarella. Today, we have the owner, Veronica, from Pawfic for You. She is running a wedding pet sitting, pet handling business. Have you thought about having your fur baby part of your special day? They are part of the family for a lot of you, and it's such a wonderful day where you get everybody together, so why exclude your pets, right? So you're wondering though, what is the difference with a pet sitter versus a wedding pet sitter? And what are some pros and cons about having your dog with you for the day? We go into a lot of details about pros and cons. We also go into thoughtful ways that you can include your pet. Everything from first looks to ceremony to reception. She even talks a little bit about including some of your mother's dress when dressing your dog. If you are thinking about ways to incorporate your dog into your special day, this is definitely the episode for you. I would love for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Veronica. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends, and welcome, Veronica. I am so excited to have you on, and for our listeners, you put in the request, and we are here, and we are talking with Veronica, and you requested to have exactly what she does on air, so you ask, we will deliver. So, Veronica, for our listeners, can you tell them who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Sure. So my name is Veronica. I am the owner of Pawfic for You. We are a wedding day pet care company serving all of our clients that have upcoming weddings and little fur babies that they would love to include. Um, so essentially what we do is really help our clients figure out what logistics there are for the day. Um, and really when it comes to having a pet at a wedding, it's one of those things where you start with that thought in your mind and then you're like, wait, how do I make this happen? Because pretty much everybody I know and trust with my dog right now is at my wedding and I don't want to impose. And it's kind of hard to ask somebody to leave the cocktail hour or or leave a portion of the ceremony to bring the dog home. But your dog is part of your family and they should be there. So a little bit of a spin on pet care, a little bit of a spin on wedding planning, but essentially we, we do help our couples make sure that they have their day with their fur baby present. I love it. And, you know, being a photographer, I see this a lot because we're there. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, honestly, when the dogs do show up, it's obviously a lot of, you know, the meaningful times, a.k.a. the ceremony. 
and then also two for yep. the pitchers. So yep. we see you all a lot. And honestly, yep. sometimes people hire pet handlers for their engagement photos. Like if you want to have a dog come yep. for your engagement photo, but yet you're going to take some with with and without, it's great to have you there with them. And then it's a nice way to ha- work before the wedding yep. too. Um, yeah, it's one of those days, both the engagement shoots and the, the actual wedding day where it's not your like not a normal pet sitting type of thing. Um, some people do have the luxury of being able to ask a normal pet sitter, but some companies, myself included, like I have a, do- a dog walker that's going to come to the house today to take my little guy out, and uh, but they don't do prescribed walks. They don't do like projects. It's almost like this is a little mini project, and every wedding is just a little bit different. Um, yes, I see the the normal um, pets and photos, pets in the ceremony, but then it's kind of like everything that squishes before and after varies person to person sometimes we're doing a pickup at a house sometimes we're um they decide to bring the dog to the venue sometimes we're picking up at a hotel or another kennel so each wedding has very very many different logistics that we have to consider in the overall timeline so when you were talking about logistics with weddings versus you know a regular dog walker take us through what a wedding pet sitter is and well, how that is different with what you were just talking about with a pet walker or a pet sitter. Right. So, yeah, wedding pet sitters are definitely a different breed of pet sitters. And most clients that reach out to me, too, I tell them as we go through our sales pitch that we're almost like a hybrid of wedding planners and pet sitters because there's a lot of planning that uh, occurs the leading up to the actual day. You know, people don't even realize sometimes you show up at these weddings and you have that cute dog there there was a lot that went behind the scenes in terms of thinking that through. Um, So when it comes to the actual wedding day, it's almost like we're a little, it's like a little mini project. So we have to have a timeline. We have to consider where are we picking up from? Where are we dropping off from? Where are we driving anywhere? Sometimes in even some of the the bigger cities like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, if we're doing like a downtown wedding, I don't even bother sending a sitter in with their own car anymore. I use Uber pet because that's, it gets very, very hectic when you're trying to uh, drive around, find parking, get into a parking garage. So there's different logistics in the transportation sense. Each dog is a little bit different too. Sometimes when we show up at venues where um, dressing and brushing out the dog, we're using different treats or toys to get their attention for photos, helping out the photographer get all those great shots. Sometimes the ceremony details are different. Like that's one area too where um, you really got to make sure you've got everything well documented because you're not going to have the luxury of going up to the client to say, hey, do you want me to stand here? Do you want me to sit here? Do you want the dog to sit here? What do I do if the dog starts barking? So all those details do have to be planned out ahead of time. Where as like your normal pet sitter, you don't have to. Like right now, my dog sitter is going to go into my house, take my dog for a 15-minute walk and go um, and then send me a little text at the end of the day. And that's perfect for me. But if it's the wedding day, there's a three, four, sometimes longer hours of time that you have to consider all the things that need to happen and document them. I consider a wedding pet sitter way different than a a normal pet sitter because there is so much that has to go into the actual day that really needs to be documented, talked about, expectations laid out, and a a firm understanding of what's going to happen when. 
What about, though, if, you know, obviously for somebody who was a regular dog walker or a regular pet sitter, there's a relationship that's Mm -hmm. been established. So, you know, they know that they understand their pet. But for somebody who's coming on a one-day and one-day only event, however, which is very important, right? Hence why, like you said, it's a little bit different with, with, like, logistics. How are they make sure how or how do you make sure that you know this pet and and get acquainted with the pet good question and funny enough we don't always do meet and greets sometimes we are literally the stranger going in to kidnap a dog um so you know know, i would assume not not to totally interrupt you but i was gonna say i would assume that some dogs are okay with that like if you were like honestly my dog would go to anybody like but and then but so i can understand but what about the dogs though that like need to have like a a certain trust issue yep and i to be honest i can't say i see that very often in this industry but if there is the and again every wedding is a little bit different but when we have a dog where the client does say, you know what, I really need to do a meet and greet beforehand. Um, that's one of those things where there's either one or two reasons for that. One, the client just wants the peace of mind of meeting the person in in person, um, which is fine. But two, you need to give the dog permission in a way in order to um, for that dog to be comfortable with the sitter. And in those particular circumstances, I highly recommend against uh, us doing a pickup alone because even we could do one, two, three, four, five dis- different uh, meet and greets, but the day comes, and if the day comes and we get into the hotel room or into the house, and the dog is not going to allow us to take the leash, or the dog is, um, their their temperament is just too upsetting, uh, per se, then you know, wedding plans fall on its face. Talk about epic fails. I had that happen last year with one of our sitters. She did the meet and greet with the client. The dog was just very nervous. And then we went into the hotel room to go pick up this dog. Um, and he had been crated. Plus, housekeeping had gone into the room, which was also kind of atypical for us. Usually, housekeeping doesn't go into um, the room with the dogs but um, when, when a dog is present in there. But in this particular case, they had, and the dog became very anxious, upset. The sitter had gone in. Um, to pick up according to our schedule at the time that she was supposed to and the housekeeping staff that was just leaving the dog would not let the sitter near her wouldn't let the dog wouldn't even let her near the leash she couldn't get near the crate without the dog kind of lunging growling showing its teeth so we ended up having to call the the couple we called their emergency contact thankfully they were very understanding but it's kind of a lesson I learned from that one where it's like if you if you need a meet and greet if you really feel you need a meet and greet that then you should be the one at the wedding day handing the leash off, not like a random pickup or a stranger going in. With that said, though, 99% of our clients are very good. That's a great tip because if you know that your dog, you know, might struggle a little bit, like you said, just being the one, you don't have to, obviously they're hiring you, so you're not going to be there all day, but just being the one to be there that day, introducing the dog. So maybe that's something where you're in your hotel room before you're getting ready and just introducing your dog to the handler would work. That's a great tip. Absolutely. Yep. I really tell clients a lot of times, think about it from your dog's standpoint from that day. Like really try to picture yourself in your dog's shoes. I know that sounds like a little bit crazy, but you know, imagine being on all fours and you're looking up and it's like, my environment's all different. Now you got all these different sights and smells. Mommy looks different. Daddy looks different. Hairsprays, perfumes, cologne, everything. It's so, so different for them. 
So if you know that your dog does not do very well when it comes to those differences in their environment, then you might want to have to consider like maybe not including them in every different piece of the, the wedding day. And even for some of the dogs where um, they might not do so well in uh, like large crowds or large music, like really be honest about your dog's behaviors, their temperament, because the wedding day is also one of those days where you don't want something to go wrong. Um, and the potential for things to go wrong is exponential sometimes when it comes to pets. That actually kind of leads me into my next question for you, which is what are some of the pros and cons when thinking about having your dog at your wedding day? So pros, absolutely. Um, pros, your dog is your baby. Your dog is your your child and is a member of your pack. Also, like thinking about things, many times your dog is uh, you know, part of your family, has been a part of your family, whether or not it was a dog that you got with your uh, now uh, soon-to-be spouse or was a, a family member ahead of time, but a dog's family. And I would think, honestly, coming out of the COVID years, there is a lot of people that got their little fur babies. Oh, 110%. Um, and just to throw a little statistic out there, too, 110 is my, my opinion. But um, Wedding Pro, the parent company for the Not Wedding Wire, they came out with a report in sort of January, February 2023 trends. And it now lists 50% of couples that have dogs that they're 50% of couples that have dogs prior to the actual wedding day. When I started business in 2016, that statistic was around 16, 18%. It kind of hovered around there too, all the way through the pandemic. And then post pandemic, that number jumped into the thirties, forties. When this report came out, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, 50%. And that's good, that, but those dogs are your, your family members. 50% of our couples, one and two, um, have a dog or a pet. And that's part of their family. And on, and I'm, if they're coming from the COVID years, there's probably a lot of them are still in their puppy youth, right? So they're, I mean, yep. I mean, a puppy can be a puppy for what, what, two to three years. So a lot of them might be yeah. a little on the rambunctious side. And so, you know, I was funny. I was just preparing for taping today with you and I was watching a Instagram video and there was this dog that ran up down the aisle to greet their owners and it literally it was a beautiful golden retriever but it did yeah. the exact thing that nobody wants what did it do it jumped up Jump it could you could tell it's still a puppy right yeah. it was probably like one or two years oh, old yeah. jumped right up um, right on the dress yeah. right on the tux you know <laughs> and then I think it got so excited it knocked yeah. over the flowers um uh, it, it, it was it was it, it was on honestly like one of those outtake videos, but it was just funny, you know. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. They're your buddy. I mean, they're like the same thing when you have kids yes. walk down the aisle. You have kids walk down the aisle, and they're they're pro half of them are not throwing the okay. flowers. They might be crying. I mean, yes. it's just it's an element yep. of your day. <laughs> oh yeah. So when we do our planning for the ceremonies too, we do talk through like Plan A, Plan B. What would happen if? if what would happen if the the dog starts to uh, bark, cry, whine. Do you want us to exit the ceremony area? Do you want us to stay there? Um, so, and it really depends on the couple. Like some couples, and even the, the example that you gave, some couples love it. Some brides are like, "Oh yeah, paw prints on my dress, get, bring it." Other brides are like, "Oh no, 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 like stay six feet away," type of thing. So, um, it really comes down to what the couple is comfortable with and what they want. But yes, it's the, the exact same scenario as having kids. It can go a couple different ways. So talking through, through and really thinking through contingency plans 
is one of those things that you should do in preparation of the wedding day. What's some other pros of having your little guy um, on uh, or a little girl on site? Uh, lots. So for one, um, it's also nice too to have your dog there to introduce to your other um, friends and family members because the wedding is one of those days too where you're going to have guests from out of town, um, extended family, sometimes family members that you haven't seen in a couple of years, but they follow you on Instagram or Facebook or you know your parents have talked about uh, your new fiance and your the dog that you've got. So it's nice to be able to turn around and say, oh, this is my little guy, this is my little girl. So it's a nice way to introduce um, your your family, your whole family. Um, for some couples too, it's actually very stress relieving to have your, your dog there. Um, you know, we, we live in a day and age where we have the emotional support animals now and they are recognized as providing that mental health benefit. So for some couples where it's just like, you know, everything is super stressed. My my mother's driving me nuts. My mother-in-law is driving me nuts. You've got this, I've got that. Sometimes just being able to go pet your dog and know that they're there and on the other end of a leash is the, the pet sitter. Just having them there does provide you with a little bit of that stress relief. And also your pictures are gonna last a lifetime. I told them many couples before, you're paying a couple thousand dollars for photos. These are photos that are gonna hang up all around your house. You might, you probably wanna have your dog in there. So bringing a pet sitter and having your dog there, in addition to the investment that you're making on your uh, photography package is definitely a benefit. Now, con-wise, um, definitely what you mentioned before, the, the jumping on the dress is possible. We always encourage, especially the jumpers, um, that they have a harness if possible. Um, the logistics can definitely complicate things. You know, sometimes you've got a church ceremony and then the dog's not allowed into the church, but you want pictures. Uh, although pictures at your venue might then um, be cut short. So trying to time everything gets a little bit complicated. For some of our out of town couples too, it gets a little bit hairy because it's like, well, I need to kennel my dog or I need to board my dog. I don't know of any of the, the kennels that are nearby. So logistics wise, it can get a little bit complicated depending on kind of where in your process you are. I have a couple couples that even reach out to and it's like, well, where are we picking up and dropping off? And they don't even have a pet friendly hotel um, and they're from out of town. So um, one of those pieces that I'm finding too, especially with the, the statistic that I see is not necessarily that the dog is an afterthought, but it's like, okay, I booked my venue, I booked my, my hotel, I booked my photographer and I want my dog there but I didn't consider that when I first started thinking through this. So now my logistics are super complicated. Um, another con is also kind of what I mentioned before in terms of thinking about things from your dog's standpoint. You are taking a dog out of its natural environment. Dogs are very much a, a creatures of routine. So some dogs do very well with those changes and can tolerate them. Other dogs do not. And if that's the case with your own pet, then be really honest about it. It's just not a good idea. If your dog is not good with change, your dog is that absolute creature of routine, really think through, you know, maybe it's better if the dog stays home for the day or even maybe want a couple pictures, you start pictures at your actual house, but really thinking through the fact that the dog is coming out of its natural routine and its natural environment, you're showing up even at venues with not just mommy and daddy looking different, but new, new sights, new smells, grasses, leaves, flowers, um, everybody else, all of your guests are going to also smell different. Each guest is going to have their own, uh, their perfumes and colognes as well. So in a way it's overstimulating for dogs, not necessarily bad. Um, 
many of our dogs do very good with it, but it's also a consideration too for some of the animals that don't do so well with those changes. Um, obviously jumping on guests. I have seen some pushback from from family members. So one of the things that we, we do ask our clients are, is there anybody that has a fear of or an allergy to dogs that we need to be aware of? Every, I'd say probably like one in 15 weddings, a client will say, just stay away from grandma in the wheelchair. Like she does not like dogs at all. No, no, no. Every now and again, I talk to a client that says, my mom tells me I'm absolutely insane for having my dog here, but no, my dog is my baby. You get it. You know, it's, it's frustrating and annoying to deal with, but also realize it's your day. If your dog, if you think your dog is going to be good and, and fine, and that's what you want, then your dog can be there. You know, deal with the pushback and just tell tell those clients or tell tell that mother or the grandmother, we'll just keep our distance, you know. Um, potential for aggressive behavior. Um, so, again, this is kind of where I say to clients, be really honest with your, your dog's behavior. If your dog does not like kids, if you've got kids in your wedding party, not a good idea to be there while you're, the kids are present. Again, you would probably default to, like, photos at a different location or photos back at the house maybe not including the dog into the ceremony because that if your dog doesn't like kids and that's not and you have kids in your wedding party not a great combination um then you damage like pee poop on the property chewing on furniture that could be costly so also definitely look at your venues contracts um i was working at a venue a couple years ago and the dogs two dogs two french bulldogs peed on the or pooped on the rug in the bridal suite and it's a very pet-friendly venue. They didn't charge the clients anything. They had their staff come in and, and clean up. I cleaned up, obviously, with our poop bag, but it was carpet. And don't exactly carry carpet cleaner on us when we're when we're out. But um, that venue then actually changed their – they got rid of the carpet and put in uh, uh, flooring. So um, a lot of the venues have also come up to, to date with things. But for some of these older places, every now and again, we get rules that it's like you can't be near the gardens, like certain gardens, or you can't be in certain rooms for historical purposes. So just also, you know, be aware of anything that's in a venue's contract around having your dog there. Um, and pet sitters are also, yeah, you know, it's an affordable service, I would say. Generally, we come in around like a 1% to 3% of an overall budget for most weddings, but they are getting expensive. Um, so hiring a pet sitter for a whole day, you know, if you don't have the budget for it, um, I wouldn't necessarily consider it then, but definitely consider something more like a three-hour or five-hour package with a, a pet sitter. So the budget-wise could be a, a an easy no-brainer for some people, whereas other people it could be a little bit harder. So it kind of kind of falls into the cons, but it could also just be more of a, a neutral thing. And obviously, if you know, we went over a lot of the pros, but if some of these cons are ends up being deal breakers, you can find ways to incorporate your fur babies with pictures displayed, or yep. you can even do them, bring them involved with your engagement pictures. But what I would love to do is mm -hmm. we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about what you were just were talking about pricing. Right. And I want to go over a little bit of thoughtful ways that people can include their pet if they decide that the pros outweigh the cons. Give them some little nuggets and tips about how they can include their pets. And we'll go over some pricing sure. after the break. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. 
Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So before the break, we were talking with Veronica a little bit about what the difference of pet sitter versus a wedding sitter or a wedding pet handler would be, pros and cons of including your dog into your special day. And Veronica, you talked a little bit about pricing. Can you dive into that a little bit more with our listeners? Sure. So pricing, it's one of those things too, where initially people will think about having your your dog at your wedding and potentially having their dog um, cared for afterwards. I've got some clients that reach out and they're like, I need a pet sitter for the whole weekend. And it's like, okay, but that's going to probably cost you upwards of a couple of thousand dollars. You're using somebody's time the entire like two, three days. And then I send them a quote and it's like, oh my God, $5,000. This is ridiculous. I'm like, but this is what you asked for. Um, Now, if that's completely unaffordable, then by all means, go back to that person and, and, or come back to us, whoever you're working with um, and ask for a more affordable um, quote. And like any other vendors too, you know, work, work with them. If you find a pet sitter that you're very comfortable with, you absolutely are, you know, sure that you want to go with them and price is something that is, um, you know, kind of one of those sticking points, then talk to that vendor just like you would anybody else and see if there is a way that you can come up with a better uh, plan in terms of, you know, maybe we don't do the whole weekend. Maybe we just do uh, seven hours for the day and your dog goes, we recommend a kennel that we would drop off and pick up from. It might do much better there, and you're going to save yourself a couple thousand dollars in the long run. So really think through, like, what is your, what's your budget? Much like you would other vendors, what is your budget? Um, and re- realistically, what can you afford? Can you afford, there are some clients out there. We have a coordination call tonight with a client. She's flying in from L.A. to Pittsburgh, and she's hired us from Thursday to Sunday. Now she can afford that. Um, and that's what she wants for her dog. She doesn't want her dog to be in a kennel, and that's fine. Um, you know, I sent her the quote. She didn't blink at it. I'm like, wow, great, perfect. Other times I do get clients that they look at the quote, and they're like, oh, my God, this is insane. And it's like, okay, well, let's really think about this. You know, if $2,000 is too much, let's cut $1,000 out by having your dog um, stay at a kennel. And I don't think you necessarily need to have us show up exactly at 8 a.m. when your hair and makeup person shows up. Maybe we show up right around the time that the photographer shows up at at noon and then we, we take over the leash because that's going to be a little that's the more hectic time of the day where you don't you can't you don't have the luxury of sitting and being able to, to care for your dog because you're going to be putting your dress on or you're going to be um, with your groomsmen putting your suit on. You know, th- those are the points that you really, really need a pet sitter at that point. So, Veronica, you went over a little bit about pricing and how there's a lot of variations. Now, what about you personally? What areas do you service? Yes. So, I service uh, pretty much everything from Maine down to Virginia all the way out to Pittsburgh. Um, And we also do offer a virtual planning option, too, for some of the areas in the country that they just don't have any of these companies like ours out there. Um, so I've had clients reach out where they hire their own sitter, but they need some help with the planning and the logistics. So we step in, um, from a timeline perspective, we help build the timeline and a checklist for all the items that they need to have for the day. Uh, so in a way we do service the entire U S from that virtual standpoint, but I do tell everybody too. So for all the listeners, by all means, if you, if you go into Google and you search wedding day pet sitter and nothing comes up for your area, please reach out. Even if we don't service the area and you're not looking for, um, somebody, um, or you, you can't find anybody in the area, 
I might know of a company that's in existence. They just didn't, you didn't find them on Google. There are a couple of other companies that operate. Um, I actually formed a Facebook group during the pandemic because it's weddings and pets are just one of these times and a, a business where it's just popping up and there's no book. There's no other, there's no really like other people that I can lean on. I've got planner friends, I've got photographer friends, but you know, the, the, the struggles that happen with our businesses and the success stories and the, the way you run business and the way that you, you manage clients and work with clients varies company to company, but it's always good to have that, that share. So I'm a big proponent of um, friendliness really in, in our industry over competition. So, and a lot of times we're all of the same mentality, all the owners for the other companies. If I, somebody reaches out and says, do you have anybody in uh, Washington, Seattle? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly who. Do you have somebody in Florida? I just got a request last week for Clearwater, Florida, automatically fairy tale pet care. So there are other companies in other parts of the US I am all about, um, you know, if it's not an area we serve and you're looking for some, something beyond that virtual planning option, please reach out and I'm happy to send out our recommendations. Can we give our listeners some little tips uh, about how to incorporate their pets into their wedding day in a thoughtful way and what you've seen? Yep. Um, so I'm always a big fan of the first look. Like it's just a, a really cute way, both like when the bride puts her dress on and sometimes she's uh, lately I've seen brides put their dress on, they do a first look with their bridesmaids and then for first look with their dad it's always really cute to do a first look with the dog and to include your dog in the actual first look or the first touch um if that's what you're doing it's nice to have the dog off to the side or the dog like standing with either the groom or the bride however you want to incorporate it so super cute um pictures obviously that kind of goes without saying the ceremony one thing i've seen lately that i absolutely love is when the dog is up at the top with a couple you know it's kind of like you're not just marrying as a couple, like you guys are a family unit. So when the dog is up at the front, I absolutely love it. And usually what we do too, so a little tip, we always um, give one of the spouses, one of the, the individuals at the altar or at the, the the top of the ceremony area, treats in their pocket. So you can kind of just throw a couple of treats if the dog gets a little bit, you know, starts to move around or anything like that. But it's cute to have the dog, you know, kind of up there um cocktail hour if your venue allows it and your your dog can tolerate it's very cute to be able to mingle with your guests or just have your guests um kind of hang around we usually see we love 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 the um the the guests will pull out their cell phones and try to take selfies with the dog so um just a nice way to, to also incorporate them and also reception too i have seen it where um the dogs are part of the bridal party introductions sometimes we handing off to the dog in the middle of the first dance um, we did one wedding too a couple years ago where the dog was part of cake cutting. They they got the dog a a dog friendly cake, a little tiny like a little rainbow colored cake for the dog. So that was a really cute way to to really incorporate the dog into all the different parts of the day. Um, another one I saw was I love this one too. The bride was incorporating like that something old, and she used her mother's dress to create a a lace collar for oh, the dog. Oh, that's cute. So that was a really cute. Yeah, yeah, that was very cute. Um, the dog ring bearer, too, like going back to the ceremony, if you don't want to have your dog up at the top with you, but you want to incorporate your dog somewhere in the ceremony. Um, sometimes couples do have the, the dog go down with the rings attached to uh, their neck. So it's like the like a clip on the collar. 
So that's always another cute way. Sometimes I've seen it where the dogs present the rings in the middle of the ceremony as opposed to going down with the procession. Um, even recession. It is nice to hand the dog off and walk back down the aisle. Like you're, this is your first walk, your first time as a married couple. It's nice to, to have your, your dog there and that picture of your pack, your family, your new family. So um, lots and lots of cute little things too. And honestly, too, just have fun, right? Like it's your wedding day and you're bringing your oh, yeah. fur baby there. So I yep. would love to sit here and talk to you all day long, but our show's coming to an end. So with that said, it's time for our wrap-up question. For our listeners, mm-hmm. can you tell them some key points that couples should be asking wedding pet sitters or handler companies when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is an absolute perfect event? Yep. So when it comes to asking like us or any company, um, any company that operates like us, what's the process? Like what's involved? Whenever I get on my sales calls with my clients, I usually, I tell them upfront kind of what the agenda of the call is in terms of, of, I want information about your dog, your ideal day. And then I'm going to tell you how we operate. And our proposals also go out with our process guide. So everything that I tell you is actually going to be included in our proposal too, but just um, as an opportunity to ask questions. But I kind of lay out exactly what I need them to do. I always need our clients to fill out two questionnaires and I always need them for a half an hour final coordination call and then to review the timeline before um, it's before they're finalized and they are going to get a checklist of items I need them to supply and then they supply it that day. We always come with poop bags and water bottles and water bowls, rags, lint rollers, but anything that's specific to the dog, leash, collar, harnesses, attire, brush, treats, toys, food, bowls, those things I need the clients to supply. So when you're working with any client, when you're working with any of uh, companies like us, what's their process and what are the expectations for you? Um, also, not just our companies, but um, consider your other vendors. So venues especially. Um, and this is also a kind of a transition period in the wedding industry for a lot of companies because pets and weddings, this is a, a whole new thing. Seven years ago, 10 years ago, it was different. A lot of venues weren't pet friendly. A lot of venues had you know, very hard fast rules when it came to no, the dog cannot go inside. No, the dog can't be here. Um, you can only have your dog for half an hour for pictures. Obviously we're restricted by the health code laws that exist in most localities, but um, the venues have gotten a little bit more lax with their, their rules lately, but it's still good to ask the venue. Um, and I highly, highly encourage, like if you're even just thinking about it, you're early on in your planning process, and venues are usually the first place that you start. Double check with the venue about their rules. Do they have any restrictions? Do they have any um, rules in the contract? Um, also, what happens during the, this one I hit a lot. What happens if it rains? Because we have a lot of outdoor ceremonies and then the, the venues will say, oh yeah, the dog can come, but they just have to stay outside. And it's like, well, what happens if it rains? Like, that's a big, big thing. You talk about rain plans for everything else, you know, the ceremony moving indoors. What's the the, uh, the rain plan? And also, if your venue does come back and say, you know, oh, I'm sorry, if you're working with a professional pet sitter like us, I tell all of our clients, if that's the response you get, forward it on to me, or at least just let them know you have a professional pet sitter. We come with insurance. We come with our general liability certificate. So those are also questions that you should be asking because the venue always will ask for our general liability certificate. Um, and also knowing that you're having a, you have a company that has insurance 
just in case. Knock on wood, we haven't had to use it, but it's one of those things you want to make sure that you're you're buttoned up. Let me put it that way. Um, so telling venues too, if they have those, if they still have some of those rules where your dog can't be inside if it's raining, ask and say, hey, I've got a professional pet sitting company. They come with liability uh, insurance. If I forward you the liability information, if I forward you their information, could I have my pet there in case it rains and we'll just be restricted to a certain area? Um, whatever rules you have, we'll follow. We can even modify our contracts for it. But, you know, work with the venues. The reason that they don't have those, or the reason they didn't have pet-friendly venues in the past was because, you know, we unfortunately, fortunate or unfortunately, there were times where dogs did create um, a bit of destruction and the venues are just worried about that. But if you go and say, hey, I've got a way to mitigate this, they're usually a lot more willing to, to work with you. Um, and of course, too, look for a dog-friendly hotel because that's one of those things, too, where you might want to have your dog back at the hotel room with you um, when you get back from the reception. Uh, it's, I've seen too many times, too, when couples reach out and they want to have their, their dogs there. And then it's like, but I'm out of town or I'm staying, the, the venue is an hour from where I live and I don't necessarily want to have the dog go home and then have to have somebody stay with the dog overnight. So um, if, again, early on in your, your plan, in your planning process and you're thinking about, just thinking about having your dog there, consider the, the pet friendly hotels. There are still hotels out there that are not pet friendly and that's their own choice. But usually for every hotel that's not pet friendly, there's one right nearby that is pet friendly. So. Um, always good to explore those options as well. That is a lot of information and some great tips. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? Sure. So the website is profitforyou.com, W-P-A-W-F-E-C-T-F-O-R-Y-L-U.com. Same Instagram handle, same um, handle on Facebook and TikTok. So feel free to reach out on any of those platforms. And of course, feel free on the website. There's a contact form and our contact information. Send an email, send a text too. Um, myself and my assistants all have a, uh, we have an app that we use where uh, we share the same phone number. So we do get texts on that line. Or um, of course, good old email works too. And for our listeners, what I will do is I'll put all of your information on our show notes, which they can find on our blog and also our website page, which is sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Well, thank you so very much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.